Welcome to the Hacked Book Podcast, Episode 1. I'm your host, Shemichael Hallman. And over the next eight episodes, I'll dive a little deeper into a book I recently self-published called Hacked, how a Christian hackathon is shifting traditional engagement models and creating an ecosystem for life-transforming technology. Uh, This book is based on my journey and my time with the Code for the Kingdom Hackathon, and you'll hear more about that throughout the podcast. I heard about this hackathon in 2013. Um, I was in Memphis at the time, still am, and there was this hackathon that was going to be happening in San Francisco, and I was familiar with hackathons. I had competed in them before, but I never heard of one that was rooted in um, a Christian tradition. And so I hopped on a plane and went out, and what I saw was really fascinating. And I participated in that hackathon. Uh, I pitched an idea for an app and worked on an app throughout the weekend and actually ended up winning one of the prizes. Now, for those of you who are not familiar with what a hackathon is, it's essentially a weekend technology event where people from various backgrounds and um, interests come together and spend about 48 to 52 hours coming up with apps um, and websites and social media campaigns. Uh, It's kind of a competition of sorts where people see what they can create with what they can do by teaming up together. And so this one was really, really interesting. Uh, A few months after the San Francisco event, um, I went to another one, uh, which was going to be in Austin, Texas, and also competed there, did some more work on my app. And, you know, what I saw at that event was just truly special. And I went to the organizers and said, hey, guys, I really want to be a part of this. Um, This is something really special, something I've never really seen before. I want in. And over the next few months, uh, I slowly transitioned from participant to organizer. And uh, what I saw as an organizer was really amazing. Um, In 2015, we had the opportunity to put together um, the largest faith-inspired hackathon, uh, 15 cities across the world. And we saw people from, from many, many countries come together over one weekend uh, to create technologies, to create solutions that helped advance the gospel, um, that helped uh, eradicate injustice, um, that helped see so many uh, issues tackled. It was truly amazing. Um, after all of these hackathons, I would write down notes, um, things that I was observing, things that I was learning. And... Um, at the beginning of this year, 2017, um, I, I decided I was going to put those in a book and uh, was able to self-publish that book um, in uh, November of this year. It was an absolute joy uh, to write this book, and there are a number of themes that run through it. Um, one of those themes is the intersection of faith and technology. And that's something that has always uh, fascinated me, and I think that as a church, it's important for us to look at not only how creatives are currently leveraging technology for the gospel, but why it's necessary for us um, to take notice of that and, and kind of where we might be able to join in. So I want to use uh, these podcasts to talk about that. And through, throughout the, the, the series of podcasts, I'll also highlight some of the ideas, some of the technologies, some of the apps that, that emerged and so we talk about, well, why is it necessary? Why should the church as a whole be thinking about this? Why should we not just leave this to the few techies in our church? I think that 
uh, what lies before us is, is an opportunity for everyone in the church to get involved in some type of way. You know, we are now and we have been for some time in the digital age. And with this has come new ways to communicate with others, um, new ways to solve complex problems and advance the gospel. And we're seeing people right now from all walks of life come together for the purpose of creating technology outside of the gospel, outside of the church, um, to create technology that, that is meeting needs, that's dealing with issues, that's making life more convenient. And so my question is, why not the church? Why not? Why should we sit on the sidelines while everyone else is creating technologies? Um, and I know sometimes the argument is, well, hey, we're not equipped to do that. And we um, don't have the money to do that. We don't have the resources to do that. And that may be true, but I think what we might find is that um, there are pe- perhaps people in our church that are able to do it and we haven't engaged them the right way. Uh, there may be opportunities for partnerships with those outside the church um, that can really become very, very fruitful. Um, and in, in light of all that, you know, we, we have to, we must ask ourselves, you know, uh, is it possible to recognize what's, what's, what's available to us? Um, and, and is it possible to, to take that and leverage that and, and blaze a new path and create a space where passionate individuals can work together to, to build um, life-transforming technologies, right? It's important for the church to do that. Um, I think over these four years or so of being um, with Code for the Kingdom and kind of recognizing where technology is, um, there are a couple of things that I have learned, a couple of lessons that are kind of foundational for me, right? And, and one is that uh, technology has really created a new way through which we can communicate with the world. There's so many um, opportunities now, so many things that lie before smartphones and, and feature phones, social media, gaming. Um, these are ways that we can communicate. These are, these are ways that we can um, go after very unique audiences. Let's, talk, let's think a minute for, about feature phones and, and smartphones. Um, you know, we all familiar with smartphones. Most of us probably have a smartphone and on that phone we've got a range of apps and we use that phone to text message people we use that phone to maybe listen to our favorite podcast we use that to consume media and so as a church we have an opportunity to meet individuals where they are um, in these spaces and engage with them in new and and and, in really fresh ways right let's think about social media for a minute Um, it's been estimated that by 2018 uh, probably by the time you listen to this that 2.5 billion people will be on social media, have some type of social media account. That's 81% uh, will compromise 81% of Americans um, who have, who are on Facebook, on Pinterest, on Instagram, on some type of social media platform. Um, And what I'm seeing, what I'm seeing right now are, you know, individuals and technologists who are coming up with new ways to encourage people um, to develop, authentic relationships. They're using technology to help people find a richer and and deeper prayer life. Um, They're using technology and social media to um, invite people to create change. Right. And this, this, this is amazing. I mean, this, these things are already happening um, outside of the church. And this is an opportunity for us to come in and step in and take advantage of those things. Not just feature phones, not just smartphones, uh, but gaming, Um, um, social gaming, mobile gaming, um, have always had a way to create authentic communities, uh, whether they were board games or, or card games or even what we've seen now most recently with Pokemon Go, 
uh, the diverse groups of people who are coming together um, with those games, right? And so gaming present, presents to us a, a, a wonderful way to go after people. Uh, but gaming is also now being used to, to teach concepts and principles in arenas like education and health. This term gamification refers to taking uh, kind of gaming principles and using them um, in other environments. And I'm seeing people right now, technologies right now, um, that are being used um, to help children memorize scripture. Um, and I will talk about these in, in, in future podcasts. Uh, games to help children um, learn how to counteract bullying and, and things of that nature. Right? And just, just an amazing opportunity that we have here. Um, and so not only is technology giving us a way through which we can communicate with the world, technology is also creating a means by which we can innovate solutions and overcome challenges and, and pressing problems, right? Uh, within the church, we have issues like spiritual formation in terms of um, how people uh, engage with Scripture, how often they are praying and, and journaling, um, how often they are memorizing Scripture, right? Um, I saw a study by LifeWay some time ago that said about 60% of Americans have only partly read Scripture. Um, that's, a, that's a huge amount of people who we could get to look at Scripture in a new way, in a fresh way. Um, one of the apps that I talk about in the book is this app called Scriptive. Um, and it was developed by a gentleman who was going through a pretty rough time in his life. And he was looking for scriptures that spoke to his specific issue. Um, and so what he would do was he'd write down how he was feeling that day. Maybe he was a little angry or maybe he was sad or maybe he was frustrated. And he began to write down scriptures that um, spoke to that particular emotion, that particular feeling. And he eventually put this in an app where you can now go onto a website, um, scripted.org, um, Put it, and he asks you on that first page, it asks you, you know, kind of how you feeling today. I'm feeling great. I'm not feeling so good. I'm somewhere in the middle. And then it'll ask you to kind of talk about why you feel that way. I got laid off from my job or uh, broke up with, uh, with, with, with a close friend. And then it'll ask you to identify five words that kind of deeply describe how you're feeling. And so you may uh, identify the word um, anxious. You may identify the word worried you may identify the word um, sad. And from that, based on the, in the information you put in, uh, it'll kick out um, numerous scriptures for you to look at and think about and read and even memorize. Right. And that presents now a, 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 a completely new and fresh way to engage people around scripture who may never have opened the Bible. And this may be a perfect gateway to help them hop in. Not just spiritual formation, though, but also poverty and, and issues like homelessness and generosity, right? As we think about maybe even homelessness, um, as I was writing the book and the research there, I discovered that um, over half a million people are sleeping outside in an emergency shelter or in a tr transitional housing um, every night. Every night, um, we got over a half a million people in this country who, are, who would be considered homeless. That's a huge issue. Um, in every city, right? I'm here in Memphis, Tennessee, and even where I am, um, seeing that it's a really, really big problem. And so this idea of homelessness was a pretty consistent theme at most of the hackathons um, that, that we were at. And these hackathons happened in places like Seattle and San Francisco, Austin, Texas, Orlando, Florida, um, to name a few. Those cities saw and continue to see um, huge uh, homeless issues in Seattle. There are 
entire kind of cities, tent cities where people are living. Uh, and one of the apps that came out of, I think, the second hackathon that we had in Seattle was this uh, app called Ministry Map, MinMap. And it was essentially a database to uh, kind of collect all of the um, kind of organizations that were serving the homeless, uh, people over here who were providing food, people over there who were providing clothing, people over here who were providing some type of mental uh, health service. And so this database was created to kind of collect everything and everyone who was doing work and then identified what 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 gaps there were. And so this 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 group, this group of I think about th- three guys were able to um, create a really, really robust app to help the city of Seattle um, kind of understand some of the gaps that were missing. And these were Christian guys. These, these, these were Christian technologists, people who sitting in church, largely unengaged by the church. And I'll talk about that in a, in a, in a, in a later podcast um, about just some of the talent that we have um, in our churches that sit in our pews each and every Sunday, and we're just not engaging in the right way. And I think lastly, out of these kind of foundational lessons, um, the last one that I came up with is that you know, technology really has created a new way through which we can advance the gospel. Whether we talk about that happening here in the U.S. or happening abroad, Again, some of the research that I discovered um, in writing the book was the amount of persecution that's happening um, across the globe against Christians. Um, one particular group called Open Doors said the persecution has actually risen globally for the last five years. Um, and so as we think about that, um, two questions that I kind of always took with me um, in going to hackathons was, you know, number one, how do we support the work of those who are on the front lines, the missionaries, the pastors, the church planners. And, you know, then kind of how do we create new ways of communicating and spreading the gospel? And a couple of apps, a couple of things kind of came from that. Um, one of the apps that was really, really interesting was this called Gospel Funder. And it was a way for missionaries, really kind of a platform for missionaries um, to be able to um, talk about the work they were doing, um, to talk about some of the needs that they have and invite people to come in, and that's absolutely vital. You know, many missionaries, many missionaries um, get some amount of support from the from their home church, uh, but then have to raise the rest of it. And this provided a, this this platform provided a really really unique way of, of doing that. And then also one of the apps that kind of came about that was already in development before the hackathon was this organization called Faith Comes by Hearing, and they have uh, transcribed the Bible into. Uh, uh, over 1,100 languages and um, have these um, languages and have the Bible on these things they call Bible sticks, which are really kind of um, um, very, very inexpensive uh, digital MP3 players. Um, and you can you know drop these in a country um, that may not necessarily be um, inviting to the Christian faith and still be able to communicate with people. And so these are some of the things that, that I am seeing, that I have been seeing, and being a part of the hackathon, um, these are things that I've highlighted in the book. And these are things that I will kind of over the next uh, few episodes of this podcast dive a little bit deeper into. Um, I, I don't think that technology is the only answer. And I certainly don't think it's the only means by which we can affect change. Uh, but it's certainly a powerful force that we should not ignore. It certainly presents to us uh, uh, an amazing way to deal with issues, to as I said before, advance the gospel. And I'm looking forward to kind of keeping this conversation going. I've kind of started this conversation on Twitter as well. Would invite you to join in there.
follow the hashtag the hacked book the hacked book on twitter where we're kind of already having some conversations around that and if you haven't i want to invite you to go to amazon and purchase a copy of my book again this has been episode one really really thankful for you uh, joining me and episode two uh, will be dropping shortly thanks so much